right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the locker room banter, but the ladies are always welcome, and we are here with a very, 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 very special guest. And um, yeah, man, this is a, a special guest, a special episode as well, because as you all know, and as you all should be doing right now, it is November 6th, and uh, it is that time to get out here and vote. But before we introduce our special guest, we're going to go ahead and introduce P2 cannot be here at this moment in time, but I do got my partner in crime on the line, Drizzy Mo, man, holla at the folk. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy, Dre, aka I voted early. You can holla at your boy on Instagram on just underscore Dre underscore LRB. Talk to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now it's time to go ahead and introduce our special guest. You heard him before. One of our first guests here, man, here in the locker room banner. One of the few, excuse me, I take, think Dallas might have been the first one. So I apologize, Dallas, <laughs> but man, you know, Mr. Political Agenda himself, Teddy, yes, man, sir. holla at the folk. What's up, what's up? I'm glad to be back. It's your boy, the most opinionated, that guy, Teddy, coming in with you to discuss the political agenda. I'm glad to be back with you guys talking politics. I think the last time we spoke was like the beginning of the year. Yeah, man. So yeah. I'm glad to be back with y'all boys talking a little politics, especially before an just historical election coming in tomorrow. tomorrow. A lot of early voting going on. I'm proud of you just down there, boy. That's how you do it. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully you guys have already been out right now and already have voted and everything. And, you know, if I've already gotten on it, jumped on the early votes. And, you know, hopefully your candidate is in the lead. But, man, we wanted to come ahead and make sure that if you have not voted to bring up some of the important issues that we believe and some of the important candidates that we believe out there. Uh, for all of our listeners that's out there, we do apologize. But, you know, we Florida boys, so it's going to be about Florida. And we live in Georgia, so we got to include Georgia in that, man. So, yeah. but like we said, man, this is still an important election from all states, man. We got to turn this state back, this country back blue. And get rid of that dude that's in the White House by doing these steps, one step at a time. So, Teddy, man, what you got going on for us today, bro? Well, we are all Florida boys, and we do live, well, we live in Georgia, what? Um, but I do want to keep it from a broad standpoint when we're talking about um, this country. And you mentioned something great when we have this president who's very uh, who has caused a huge divide in this country. So just to let you guys know how important this election, this midterm election, we only need 23 seats to flip the House. We only need two seats to flip the Senate. And one of the biggest issues that we've been having throughout this last year and a lot of um, pushing the agendas of more um, liberal uh, opinions or, excuse me, uh, liberal movements mm -hmm. is the fact that we haven't had the power to check and balance this president. This president has been able to push anything he wants through. I mean, this guy just the other day felt like he can have an executive order to take birth rights away. You know, people who were born in this country from foreign parents, I am included in that uh, batch. Mm -hmm. My parents are from Africa, but I was born in Orlando, Florida, brazen, born and raised on Oak Ridge. Had us give a little shout out real quick. Yes, uh, Orange County. Orange County, stand up. So uh, just definitely um, one of the more important elections we definitely needed. Um, but to keep that on a broad perspective, uh, now let's get back to talking about what we really want to talk about, and it's your boy, the Rattler, Andrew Gillum down there in Florida, man. How you guys feeling? You guys excited? Shoot, Dre, I'm going to let you go ahead and take care of that, man, because you already down there right now, man. We already know. Uh, as we're recording, this is Monday, so um, he has a lot of stuff that's going on down there in Tallahassee. 
this upcoming Monday, including and the performance by P. Diddy himself, who was at <laughs> Tallahassee. Um, yeah, don't ask me what performance he performing, but <laughs> he down there, you know, try to try to help rally the troops, man. But Dre, man, go ahead. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody hold me <laughs> down. No, but anyway, um, man, I'm driving down the street yesterday, and I see this um some some vehicle that looked like a. Uh, one of like eight, nine passenger vans or something like that. Man, they got a TV on the side, a TV on the back. It's like you're watching the commercials on the TV. Uh-huh. And this is one of the Andrew Gillum, I guess, sponsored vehicles or something like that. I was like, man, Andrew, you better, you better let them know. You better let them know. So <clears throat> I think he is thoroughly prepared for this thing. He is catching people at all angles. And, um, I'm not exactly sure who donated to him, but I do remember early on when he was saying that he didn't have as much money as, you know, the big leagues who are out here running. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how far he's he's gotten along this race. And um, wasn't he on the Breakfast Club the day before yesterday or something? He was on the Breakfast Club on Friday. Yep. Okay. Okay, he's on the Breakfast Club on Friday. And shout out to Angela Rock because I'll find out she's going to be there too. She was yeah. like, yeah. She yeah. is, shout out to Angela Ross. She is an honorary rattler. She was at our damn homecoming. The nigga was on Breakfast Club, representing <laughs> right. for FAMU. She been everywhere with Andrew, and I hope Andrew makes sure he paying attention and staying focused and not on Angela Rod. Like exactly. Doing. <laughs> but, um, hey, big shout out to the Breakfast Club, too, for going down to Miami, showing support. They were the mm-hmm. first ones to put Andrew Gillum on the map. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys caught that interview initially, but he basically mm-hmm. set it off on that uh, first interview. They brought him back. Um, I know Charlemagne was uh, actually donating to his his cause with a couple mm-hmm. of other people. So, but shout out to them to showing love to the Florida and Georgia race because they definitely have been showing Stacey Abrams some love as well. Yep, definitely okay. have, definitely have, and, and we're gonna get into Stacey Abrams as well because she has a slew of celebrities which is giving her her support, oh. man. Because uh, no, that's right. Everybody from Will Ferrell to Oprah, but we'll get into that <laughs> in a moment, man. Um, but back to Andrew, man. So, uh, what y'all want to get into as far as what I want to get into some of the pointers and some of the downfalls, you know, that we've been going through through this election, some of the debates and all that stuff. Um, we do know that Ron, whatever his name is, I ain't gonna say his DeSantis. name. I want to say it, Mister <laughs> <laughs> Mister Irrelevant, who's pretty right. much been following the the Trump campaign platform, basically the, the Trump role to get into the to get into the governor's mansion. But he hasn't been following it successfully because he know he think that he's an entitled rich white boy from mm-hmm. Harvard who from Yale from Yale from Yale who could automatically you know walk his way into it and you know he started off this election off on the wrong foot by saying to Andrew Gillum don't monkey the, to Andrew Gillum and all those supporters of Andrew Gillum and all the citizens of Florida did by don't monkey this up so what's your thoughts about Ron what's his name. That's and, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to say his name on purpose, Teddy. Yeah. Well, God, listen. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's crazy because I you mentioned something that really I wanted to bring about to you guys is before, you know, Trump has this rhetoric, this um where he basically dog whistles to a particular group of people, um, majority poor white and black uh poor white people, poor um uh basically conservatives um and then he's also a, a lot of um 
more rich conservative, I guess you could say, more on the conservative side, but more where he gets his votes is from the poor side. But you're not seeing that same success from people who take a page from his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron DeSantis is definitely one of those because it helped him win the primary. He um, and within the pr- uh, Republican primary in Florida, he came out and I'm very Trump this and Trump that, and it became his stamp. Mm-hmm. But then now moving into the actual governor's race against um Andrew Gilliam, you're not saying the same success. He's been tied to that, and it's actually hindered him, um, even with moderate Republicans uh, from a youth basis, because some of them, even though they supported Trump, don't really like the rhetoric, and a lot of them don't like the rhetoric that has been spewed um, from a racist perspective to the point where they're moving away. What do you guys think of that? Do you guys see a difference in what Trump gets away with and some of the people who kind of follow behind him? Follow his ways. Follow his ways. Dre, what you got? Um... All I can really say, because I haven't been following too much, but all I can really say is every he seems like he's Mr. Untouchable, but everybody else is getting getting touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me in a nutshell. Yeah. And I think kind of to piggyback off of that, and I think that's kind of more so because unlike, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but unlike Trump, Trump has always been, you know, the front, the, the man who to, to support himself, he's always been the, the guy who had the money for himself and always getting the money to support other businesses. Ron mm-hmm. doesn't really have that type of money or have that type of leverage to support other people with businesses. I don't know if that's correct or not, but I feel like Trump has more of a tie to where, you know, I could, if I support Trump, I could gain my business will gain, you know, from b- being supportive to him, or I could get something out of support with Trump. Whereas Ron don't really have that, you know, I don't. He don't have no no Trump hotels. He don't have no 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 money groups. I don't know. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Well, you you know, it's kind of a misconception uh, because uh, Trump kind of went and he um, advertised as this rich guy. Um, I just had a small loan from my father. It was like eight million dollars or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. And you know, he talks about how his with his. Um, bank account and how, with his net worth that he can uh, function uh, fundraise his own um, uh, uh, campaign, but the thing is he didn't. Um, a lot of a lot of, he had a lot of uh, endorsers who came in, yeah. and any money that he may have put up front ahead of time was given right back through yeah. the charity. And that's, the, not back, so. that's not what that's not really what I'm saying because oh. I mean we know that he could you know we know that he ain't spending none of his money. Yeah, he ain't we know he ain't spending none of his money. But the fact that he has those connections mm. to actually create more revenue because he's already was a, a millionaire before he was in the office when, right. in, in the White House. He already had you know connections to you know get other businesses started, close other businesses and all that stuff. Whereas I'm not sure if Ron. Um, What's his name? Background where he didn't necessarily have come from money or where he didn't necessarily have, you know, those connections as much as Trump has. Because most of these companies are basically looking out for Trump like, hey, I'm going to slide you this million. But on the back end, look out for me on the tax end. I look out for me for my IRS end. I look out for me when the government coming after me for something like this. Right. Where Ron don't really have those connections because, you know, he's still just the. Well, technically he does. And and this is the thing when it comes to politics is like. You may not see a lot of the fundraising or a lot of the support. Sometimes you do see it with um, a couple of candidates um, throughout elections. But once they get into the primaries and they actually, excuse me, not even the primaries, once they get into the main elections, um, the Republicans is a business in themselves. Mm-hmm. They're going to fund. A lot of this advertisement isn't coming from the Ron DeSantis uh, camp. Oh, no, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's coming from the Republican that. Party. They're throwing in money. 
they're trying to make sure that these campaigns are well funded, well advertised. They're doing it in their own oh. as well. I think the biggest issue is when it comes to Ron DeSantis and especially when in between him and Andrew Gillum. And I find this kind of just weird how the president is always talking about, oh, uh, Florida, how are you going to choose between this thief and Ron DeSantis, a graduate from Yale mm -hmm. and this highly qualified individual. But then when you come over here in Georgia, you're talking about Stacey Abrams and um, what's this guy, Brian Kemp. Mm -hmm. You don't mention anything about that to Stacey. Stacey Abrams also graduated from Yale Law School, mm -hmm. but she doesn't get that accreditation. So you know the dog whistling. You know what they're trying to do. It's just it's 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 kind of crazy. But I, I find it uh, kind of ironic that he praises one guy and then the next election you're trying to hinder against her. So I don't know yeah. what. I mean, I, I I don't know. Do you Dre? Do you feel like that the tactics that he is that he's working just? I mean, just. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have the personality to sell those tactics like how Trump have them. Have them. Um, and he doesn't really, and he doesn't really own it how Trump own it either. Oh, right, right. <clears throat> to be honest, I think white people know something we don't know about how they work together. <laughs> we don't know how to work together. <laughs> A lot of us do. We try. We organize. We do a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I think. They work together in a way that we are still behind on. So, honestly, I think they could like wink to each other, and they be, and, and, and you know they'd be like, "Yeah, that's right, brother." Stupid. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> or do you think like, "Nah, I don't know. You got to come harder than that." You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. right. Oh, the, the oh, ones, no. Yeah, the ones who are like poverty, not educated. I think they just stick together, man. I don't know. So he ain't got to do much. Yeah. That's what we got to be careful for. That's what I think. Well, let's get off of, of his tactics and let's get about, uh, get back to, you know, support our candidate, Andrew Gillum. And let's, let's highlight some of his strengths and let's highlight some of his, some of, some of the things that we've seen throughout his campaign, you know, that's been, you know, highlighted throughout the, uh, the news, run. Definitely. So when it comes to Andrew Gillum, uh, I guess for me, the two biggest things that I just in love uh, that he's doing and he's very out front about it is his reform of the criminal justice system uh -huh. and what he's trying to do there and change how um, policing is done. He changed it in Tallahassee um, by changing the image and how uh, cops are actually portrayed. He, if, I don't know if you guys keep up with a lot of his interviews, but a lot of time he's mentioning his, well, this person is actually becoming quite famous, is his grandmother uh -huh. and how he quotes her. Um, but one of the biggest things that he used to talk about in Miami, and I can relate to this even growing up in Orlando, is you used to kind of know who your local school officer was. Right. You know, you remember, I, I know in Dr. Phillips, you definitely did. Yeah, definitely did. You I know, did. she was my coach. She was my football coach as well. So, yeah. It, exactly. We knew our local law enforcement, and it built relationships with the youth that's there. Mm -hmm. And we're getting away from that, and we're creating these systems that only cause an endless cycle. And they're talking about changing that and changing how uh, voter um, voter how you can lose your voters' rights within the, with having a felony. Um, another big thing that um, Andrew right. Gillum is talking about is the Medicaid too mm -hmm. and expanding that. And that's something also Stacey Abrams is th throwing out there. I want to give her a shout out with mm -hmm. criminal justice and that as well. But let me ask you guys about that. You know, the criminal justice system has always been something that's um, been 
kind of brushed under the uh, under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew Gillum is bringing that out front and making that one of his main points in campaign. And you're starting to see success from it because not only black people are hurt by this in minorities, poor white people, anyone who doesn't have any money, the criminal justice system is hard. Yeah, and the part of this reform is not necessarily just you know overall overall uh, reform, but it's basically for non um, non major crimes. So if anybody who's gotten arrested for you know maybe just you know a minor minor drug drug offense something like that or uh, nothing that was a, a a felony you know even if they, they they can't necessarily vote and they can't necessarily get jobs and it hurts them but with this you know reform it'll be able to help them get jobs and it'd be able to help them vote and to be able to help them live their life after being in jail instead of being punished for the the rest of their lives you know mm-hmm. <coughs> I want to I wanted to point out that it's um nonviolent crimes and and I think it's um non-sexual assault and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that um that will have what is, what is it they'll be able to vote again. I'm trying to say it all sophisticated and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's a wonderful thing. Some of the most intelligent people are locked up behind bars because they were too smart for their own good, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and they, they go behind bars, they work, they read, they spend time, and, and they voice, they have an opinion, and, you know, um, some of the people are changed, you know, allow them a, an opportunity, allow them opportunity, don't just uh, put them on the back burner like they don't matter to, you know, the state in which they live. So, yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, and another thing that I'm also with that he's also pushing as well is, you know, you know is to give teachers higher wages as well in the state of Florida. Yeah, come And on. he's doing that. Yeah it, yeah, it may increase taxes, but it's not increasing taxes for everybody. So increasing taxes for the upper percentile um, because Florida is one of the, unfortunately, they they do have one of the lowest, you know, grade schools throughout the nation. But with that, I do believe that it would help promote, you know, uh, us having Florida coming, well, not us because we're living in Georgia, but Florida by coming, by promoting a better education and getting a better education. And when teachers are passionate about teaching students and getting paid more, that affects our kids as well. Absolutely. And one of the best things about Andrew Gillum is not only is he telling us what he wants to do, he's telling you how he wants to do it. Uh So all Mm -hmm. those, uh, the top 5% of the businesses within Florida that includes Disney, Universal, some of the huge corporations um, that are located in Florida get a huge tax break. Um, being in that top five percent, and all he asked for was a billion dollars of that to go back mm-hmm. to give, give to the teachers, uh, pro- able to provide them an increase in salary, also able to to provide them with the supplies that they need in order to educate the youth. So uh, that's one of the things about Andrew Gillum as opposed to Ron DeSantis is that you don't hear any Ron DeSantis ideas, you don't hear his platform, how he's going to do it. He's just a re- he's basically a continuation of Rick Scott. And he's following the same the same fucking platform that Trump did. You still same ain't time. you still haven't heard anything about how he's gonna do anything. Exactly. So. He reminds me of Bush, bro. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> uh, George, George Bush. Oh, uh, George Bush. At least George Bush was funny though. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude, he just looked like a doofus. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was one of those guys who like um, maybe he was smart, maybe he wasn't. If he wasn't, then I think he he got a, he was entitled throughout his college career. You know what I'm saying? He was a jock in high school. I'm sure he was in a fraternity. And I'm sure he slipped a couple things in some women's drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And and Ron DeSantis, man, let me me say that another thing about him. You know, following in the footsteps of Rick Scott and that that political campaign and how things – let's kind of highlight some of the things that he did. When we're talking about the school system, right, he took away the teacher's tenure. 
that's security. Now teachers are living contract by contract. Ain't nobody trying to go to college for four years to earn a degree to make barely any wage and then live on a contract by contract basis based off of a performance, based off of your performance. And then you Mm -hmm. put me in an F school where, you know, uh, not all some of those families don't have the supplies to produce. uh, Some of those kids don't even go to school full. You know, they don't even eat breakfast. You know, so how right. do you expect uh, to grade a teacher who work in a school in a low impo- or an impoverished area uh, to get and rate them at the same level that you'll rate someone who works in, in a high in a higher in, um, uh, income area when it comes to people and students like that? Another thing Rick Scott did was he denied who denies money. He denied what billions of dollars to be, build that speed rail in Central Florida, <laughs> and we're sitting here like why? Yeah. Because you got it from Obama, right. it, it, you know, it, it was political pettiness that people who don't have to deal with the day-to-day struggles, don't have to deal with the day-to-day of not having a job, and all think of all the, the jobs that he's denied. And, and again, I got to shout out my guy, the Rattler, Andrew Gillum, who shot at him and told him, called him out on it, said, yeah. you know, hey, like, I'm not, it, I don't care if Trump is still president, if he honors uh, Florida with that type of money, I'm going to take it. Because it's going to create jobs. I'm doing what's best for Floridians. And and I believe that uh, Stacey Abrams would do the same exact thing. I mean, I haven't heard her by quote. But th- those are some of the little things that we're continuing to see where this political petty game goes back and forth. And no one's actually looking to their residents. Everybody's looking to some type of Twitter following to where these politics have, and politicians have become tribal. Yeah, man. No one's thinking for themselves. My bad. I had to go on a little spill about that. But what do you guys think about that? You know, do you guys feel like it's tribal now? That's what we're here for, man. We're here for you to go on a spill like that. Yes, sir. But yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what you got for that, Drake? What you got anything for that? Because I mean, he Teddy did lay a lot on us right there, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, dog. The first thing I want to say is, who don't want a speed rail in their city? But it just, it, it, it's basically just, you know, it's the Republican Party just trying to, you know, make sure that it's, it, it's in their name. Exactly. They don't want it to be in our name. They don't want to accept any help. Whereas, you know, so far, you know, I'm not going to say so far because we don't really have anybody in our position. But basically, Barack Obama basically was trying to bridge that gap and reach, you know, have that hand reach over the aisle. You know, hey, we could do this together. Just work with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Republican Party was like, nah, if it's not in our name, we don't want it. If, we, if now, it ain't just us, point? you know. His point is just basically, you know, why why are they not why are we not accepting why are they not accepting stuff? Well, yeah, I was just it just seems like um, politics have become tribal. Right. Like if I'm a Republican, yeah. I'm part of the Republican tribe. If I'm a Democrat, I'm part of the Re- Democratic tribe. No one thinks for themselves anymore. Basically. Yeah. Fuck the other side. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. It's like some gang. Basically, <laughs> and that's kind of what we're about to get into the next because uh, as you can see, that's the same spill that's happening in Florida is also happening in Georgia. Uh, by our two candidates that we do have in the state of well, Georgia. Quick. Well, go, go ahead, Dre. My real question was, what was the point of the moder- the speed rail? So the speed rail was um, actually um, going to go from Orlando to Tampa. And what the, what it was is, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was an article that um, those two cities were growing so quickly that they was going to merge into one and be called Come either Tamplando or... Well, like, it wasn't necessarily Ampla, that. It wasn't necessarily that. What it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be for the... Um, the community. To bid for the Olympics and to bid for the Super Bowl. We were about... Orlando and Tampa was about to, like you said, be combined together to put in for a bid for the Olympics at one point. 
That was the reason why they created the speed rail. Exactly. But it could have been used in other ways as well, right? Yeah. And yeah, now, it was gonna be expanded. Yeah, as it, was well. gonna, it was gonna be expanded from Tampa to Daytona, um, basically I four. Yeah. Convenience, and, and and when you see an issue, you you make it more convenient for everybody. So yeah, Republican Party is tripping for that. It was actually also supposed to be the base to where um, they would expand it down to Miami and then yeah. all the way up the oh. East Coast up to New York. So um, but the thing was, Jimmy Carter was trying to bring a speed rail when at the same time uh, Japan was trying to do it back in the 80s. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're just so far behind that they were trying to get like a little boost into it. Um, but yeah. It would have tore down. I ain't going to lie. No, nah, it wouldn't. If they really got up, they wouldn't have torn it out because it would have been in used the 80s? too much. It would have been used too much. It would have been used too much, bro. <laughs> it wouldn't have broke. You don't think it would have no. broke down? No, nah. I mean I'd hope they maintain. Nah, they would have maintained it, bro. Anyway, moving oh, on, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, Dre. Um, like you were saying, man, the part is hurricane is not gonna knock down a speed rail that's on the ground, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> Why would the train Dre, be man, out come on, to man. where the hurricane I'm would knock it down? That elevated. That's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, man, it's not gonna be elevated. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one at Disney or something like that, right? Bro, you are, all right, moving that's, on, Dre. That's a <laughs> moving on to man, moving on to Georgia, man. Uh, two of our candidates that we have in Georgia is Brian Kemp representing the Republican Party. And also, um, our our vote, uh, Stacey Abrams, who's representing the Democratic Party, man. Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams is pretty much, like we said earlier, has gotten a slew of celebrities' support, as well as um, Brian Kemp. But the only celebrities that we care about, and we are not just Oprah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oprah, Will Ferrell, shoot, T.I. I think she has some pictures with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty much had everybody out here supporting her. Knocking on doors, Obama. <laughs> Obama's been supporting both Andrew Gillum and uh, Stacey Abrams, yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't really know too much about Stacey. I do know she's a Spelman grad as well as a Yale Law School grad, right? Yale, yep, as a Yale, Yale. Yale Law School grad. Yale Law School. Um, and she's out here representing as hard as she can um, to be the first uh, female black, be the best, be the first female governor of the state of Florida, uh, Georgia. Yeah. So um, you want to give her background a little bit more about her background? Well, yeah, definitely. Just to add a little bit, um, she's actually currently the minority leader for the House of Representatives here in Georgia. Um, she's had a long list of firsts. Um, I think she was one of the first, uh, I think she was African, first African-American female who was the uh, minor, minority leader. Um, the, the thing about uh, Stacey, and just not to give a little spill uh, on, on her, is um, the fact that how far Brian Kemp is going to mm-hmm. shutting down. I, I, I know you guys, uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but he's also our currently our secretary in state, which means he's over the voter registration here in the state of Georgia, which is kind of weird because he's playing referee and player at the same time. Um, that being said, um, he just to give some breaking news from Friday, um, he released a, a comment saying that uh, the Democrats have tried to hack into the voter registration records here yep. in Georgia with no evidence at all. Um, it's not even enough time to prove that it's false. So, you know, he's doing little desperate things because Stacey Abrams really is leading. And um, she's actually going off of a true platform. Watch, you said you hit it best. I mean, Florida and Georgia, the races are very similar. Brian Kemp doesn't really have much of a platform. Um, he's already said that he's not going to extend Medicaid, which is widely needed here in Georgia. That would, um, I believe, is like over 200,000 people here that are unsure, uninsured because of that expansion. Um, and you're seeing it through voter registration. Um, 
uh, uh, or voting uh, blocking or uh, him trying to vote, uh, block the votes. Excuse yeah, me, to, I can't he try, talk. He's, he trying to hit, he's, he's trying to suppress a he, lot of our voters um, that actually have the right to vote by dumb stuff, like signatures not matching and just dumb stuff, not your address or something is off by a letter or, or uh, something like that. Your name is off by a letter or something like that. Exactly. And it's just you know, like stupid the 60s. shit. Um, <laughs> or if you them, just got your rights. Tell them about uh, the position that you said of why this is kind of crazy because we never really seen anyone able to get a blockade through this fastest way that he's been doing. Um, and that's primarily because of the position that he currently holds right now. Which right. Is. So it, it is it is crazy with the position that he has, and that's why two judges actually um, uh, ruled against him. Let him know the position first. So, he, uh, so he's the Secretary of State here mm-hmm. in Georgia, which means that he's on top of the voter registration. Um, what And mm-hmm. some of the policies that he's actually um, been forcing to, in order to block People are um, people who have gotten their citizenship within the last couple of months. They've been boxed away their voter registration. Um, that's what one of the judges actually voted ag- um, or actually ruled against, saying that it was illegal that these p- individuals are supposed to be voting. Um, another uh, blockade that he's done that you just mentioned is for signatures. Um, not matching someone like myself who's actually dealing with that, and I'm glad that that judge ruled against him. Uh, coming from Florida, moving into Georgia, not everything is uh, lined up as far as the Georgia with the addresses and stuff like that. But if you can get that squared away um, and go into the, your voter booths, the judges have actually cleared that, so you guys are good to vote. Um, so it's just a lot of little sneaky things that he's doing. Um, just for example, when I mentioned earlier, um, about the Democrats trying to hack into the like who who has who has that access who has access to that information that quickly and to just release it like that someone yeah. who's in that office and they're basically trying to do the same thing in uh, with Georgia where they're basically trying to create federal create federal investigations to kind of prolong prolong um, just the candidates getting their rights to votes and all that stuff I mean they're doing a, a federal investigation over Andrew Gillum they're doing a federal investigation over the entire Georgia Democratic Party. Um, over these cyber investigations. So it's just basically trying to find fi- false stuff to try to just basically try to sway voters to believing mm-hmm. that is actually true when it's not true. So it's just not much dirt. Yeah. So, so they just put it out there in the news just to see, you know, hey, they're going to they're going to probably listen to this. Yeah. So let's just see what they're going to how they're going to react. And maybe we can get their vote that way. Attack, attack, attack. Basically. So last time I was here and and we're two ain't here right now. So I can't I can't say I got to give him credit for this. But um. Uh, we were discussing about how Trump's rhetoric and everything like that was kind of a good thing because you're bringing out the blatant racists. Mm-hmm. But now it's bringing out the blatant racists within our injustice system. We're actually seeing them trying to pass laws to block minorities, yep. you know, using uh, people from Mexico and foreigners and stuff like that as a, as a scare tactic. Because my thing is, as governor in the governor's race, and I said this earlier to Watts, I was like, you know, what board are you talking about? You talking about building a wall? Bruh, we live in Georgia. What, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tennessee, like, like, what are we talking about here? What board are you guys talking about? North, South Carolina? Like, what, are you, yeah. what, what is going on here? Do you, what do you guys think about the tactics that you guys have seen so far? The taxes is dumb. <laughs> the taxes is dumb. Oh, I mean, yeah. and why I said it best, I mean, even if those illegal immigrants that do come over into you know, Georgia, because we do have some illegal immigrants in Georgia, Come over here. Um, who are you gonna get to cut your yard? <laughs> right. Half of Trump's workers in in Mar-a-Lago, whatever it's called, 
half of his workers are Mexican. So through through these you know acts that they're trying to you know say build a wall, get rid of illegal immigrants and all that stuff, half your employees are gonna be gone. And you think that these people that you're sitting here promising that you're gonna create jobs, you think they're gonna want to do those jobs? No, because they feel like they're entitled to a lot more than what they actually are. I mean, instead of actually working hard, whereas these individuals, these are the immigrants who are coming to this country, they're believing in this American dream. Um, shoot, that entire caravan that's moving from throughout Latin America that's in Mexico right now that's trying to come to the border over in Texas, the entire, the entire caravan believes in the American dream and saying, and I don't know if you guys have been watching ESPN, uh, not ESPN, excuse me, CNN and the news reports and all that stuff. Basically, basically saying that we're coming to live the dream. We want to work to be Americans. We want to work in order to, you know, obtain our citizenship. So it's not like they're, it's not like they just want to be here just to be here and fuck up shit. No, they want to work <laughs> to be citizens. Exactly. Well, the crazy thing is they're walking up here telling you they're going to apply legally. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like they're coming up here and they're going to bun rush the, the border. They're coming up here going to apply for asylum in which traditionally they uh, are. Which is uh, within our constitutional right. Exactly. <laughs> and the president's response, as opposed to um, sending maybe more lawyers, more judges, more people that can help with that process, you're sending 15,000 troops, barely 15,000 troops in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Who are you trying? And, you know, they're trying to scare people with scare the. Tactics. Yeah, talking about the strapping men and using these. But at the same time, there's diseased. And listen, you got to pick one or two. Are they sick or are they strong? Which one are they? Like, I, we, you're making up stuff just to scare people into something that is not going to, uh, it's not really true uh, or there's no evidence to prove it. Um, perfect example. I don't know if you guys saw this commercial where it was a, a Mexican guy. Um, he was in a courtroom hearing, and I guess he was talking about killing more cops. Mm-hmm. And then they would do these cutback scenes back to the um, to the caravan, and then oh, going yeah, back yeah, to yeah. him, and then go back. They try oh. to reconnect the, the two people, and it's like, yeah. Uh, they're basically trying to uh, make it seem classical like conditioning. Yeah, basically because <laughs> they're sitting here saying, you know, there's ISIS in the caravan. There's all these type of threats to the right. foreign country where, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Yeah, there may be threats, but however, just because there's one threat in a crowd of millions doesn't necessarily mean that that threat is going to be the majority, you know what I mean? So use an example, let's use an example like that, shoot. Most, of our, most of our yeah. mass murder, most of the mass killings that we've had over the past couple of years, shoot, including the one that happened in Tallahassee, the one that happened in Vegas, uh, are all primarily white men that's in America, that's Americans. That are, ca- that are causing threats to our country exactly. and not even realizing it. So, yeah, that yeah, yeah, we, we're going to always be threat, but that's the process why we got to vet them properly coming through the border and all that stuff. Everyone is, should be, still have their due process, you know what I mean? And do you guys find it odd that, um, or maybe you don't find it odd, that uh, most of those individuals are Trump supporters exactly or like the, uh, the gentleman from Florida who was sending bombs to Democratic representatives? None mm-hmm. of them went off because he's an idiot. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. But um, yeah. and he was There's riding around a- the country in a Trump van, yeah. like stickers, posters all over his. So, I mean, if you're looking at what all these mass shootings and everything that's been going on lately, I mean, there's only one person's rhetoric that you see it's going on in. And then, yeah. you know, shout out to those churches. Um, that with individuals that lost their lives, you know, mm-hmm. Carolina oh, yeah. and, Senegal, not, not and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And, yep. Um, I kind of talked about it a little bit, and like I said, man, we're in a scary in a scary place where the nation is more divided than ever. 
Um, but this election is more so is important because this is a way for us to try to get back to becoming one and becoming a, a, a union and, and try to get back to rebuilding to what we need to be going to. Um, whereas, whereas, because there are a lot of parties who actually are seeing and realizing, okay, well, we fucked up with this election of Trump. We need to sit back and see the views of other people because I go down, I, 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 not on social media right now, but I went down on Twitter at one point in time and I was going down looking at Andrew Andrew Gill- not Andrew Gillum's. I went to go look at Donald Trump's timeline when he was talking about Andrew Gillum and about how, you know, he's a, a mayor of a failed city and all that stuff. And I was surprised to see how many supporters I see that was not of our background supporting Andrew Gillum. As well as with Stacey Abrams, when I go down Brian Kemp's um, timeline and see when they were tr- when they're trying to accuse um, Stacey Abrams of colluding and all that stuff. And there's a lot of support that's, that's coming around to the blue side, but I do want to go ahead and, you know, let it be known. Do your research, and you know whatever your opinion is. Make sure that you're that you that you are basically that you that you that you believe in what you believe in. But make sure that you know you vet who your candidate is, and not just the false accusations that are out there. Because there are plenty of false accusations out there. Listen to your candidate, you know, platform. See how they're going to support their platform, because I believe that's the most important thing. We hear a lot of people about what they're going to do, but we don't see how how they're going to do. But we have heard that from Stacey Abrams, and we have heard that from Andrew Gillum, as well as I do want to bring to your attention as well the amendments that are being that are in your elections. Make sure that you review those as well. There's a lot of amendments in Florida. I believe it's 13 or 14 um, that are being voted on, um, and you need to do your research on all of those because those are very important as well, as well as the ones in Georgia. I'm not sure necessarily sure because I'm not registered to vote in Georgia. I'm still registered to vote in Florida, and I vote absentee and I voted early for my doll, Andrew Gillum. Um, so, yeah, please make sure you do your research before you do your voting. Um, by the time you hear this right now, you should be on your way headed out to go do the, do that voting. And, uh, yeah, man, what's y'all, what's y'all closing thoughts on that? Man? What's y'all closing thoughts on that? You want to go ahead and take it, brother? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take it. Mine is very simple, um, straight from that guy, Teddy. Florida, Andrew Gillum is your guy. Georgia, Stacey Abrams is your lady. I'm not sugarcoating it, nothing. I have done my research, and I do agree with Watts. You do need to uh, research for yourselves on which candidate you want to pick, but now I'm going to give it to you straight. Those are your candidates. Those are the ones who are going to represent all people, not just Republicans. Yeah, man, and the people people are starting to realize that. They're listening that we're not just talking about our one percentile. We're not just talking about our percentage. We're not just, just talking about us, like how Ron is doing and how Brian Kemp is doing. They're, Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams, they're basically talking to everybody. Exactly. If you're an American citizen, if you're a citizen of the state of Georgia, if you're a citizen in the state of Florida, they're talking to you as a whole, not just a, a, a group that they that, that they could relate to the closest. So, Dre, what you got, bro? So, I just want to say a couple things. One is that um, if you, if you want to do more than just vote uh, because you know that Andrew Gillum is running and you want to vote for him. Some people have what, uh, like suggestions or something like that. They could kind of give you a heads up or, or like who you may want to look into or who you could do research on or something like that. Now, mind you, after, you know, once, once it starts, you got until what, maybe 7 p.m. until it's over? Yep. So you probably got enough time to do too much research, but that's one way to give you a hint. They got the amendments on there. They got who to vote for, different positions and everything like that. 
So uh, you might want to go to your local whatever and ask if they have any suggestions. I'm pretty sure there are going to be some people out there too that'll be handing you suggestions. And also, you can use them while you're while you're voting, while you're filling out the ballot. That was the one thing. The other thing is um, because, of course, I'm voting for. Of course, I, of course, I voted for Andrew Gillum, and I want him to win and everything like that. But I want it to be a little bit more about more than just making history. I want it to be a little more about um, why it's necessary. It's necessary to vote because the more they discourage people to vote, the more your hope is kind of drilled down into the ground, and you just stop caring, and you just become a matter of circumstance, a matter of whatever is going on around you, and you feel like you have no contribution. So don't see it as that, because the more you start to like, the more you start to conform to that idea, you know, the more you're just a person talking shit on the side, watching the world turn and, and be what it is. Contribute to the change that you want to see. Do something about it. You know, people died over this. People got hit upside the head with rocks. People got killed hung, locked up, and look where we are to this day. Show them respect and show yourself some self-respect and get out there and just, you know, put your opinion in on the ballot, too. I think I had the best one. I do want to piggyback off of something that Dre did say. That's, uh, and that was actually saying if you don't use your right to vote, you're going to lose your right to vote. Um, because and, and he didn't say that in those exact words, but that's what I'm saying because, um, yeah. because that that is actually the reason why we lost that presidential presidential election. Um, we had a party that was divided. Those people who decided not to vote, you know, vote counted basically towards Trump. Yeah, because you just basically yeah. threw away your vote and threw away your um your your you counting against him. So. And luckily, uh, just to throw it in here, um, luckily the youth and younger folks and people who didn't vote um, in the past election are actually coming out in droves. If have you guys looked at the numbers yep. for early voting? This is it's doubled the highest uh, participation that we've ever had in history already. Oh, wow. So that being said, I I, I think that um, that's a lot of that is our youth, a lot of us millennials such as myself um, going out there and voting. So I'm I'm definitely glad to say that and. Um, I don't know if you was getting ready to end this, but I wanted to do a little shameless plug right quick. Uh, but, hey, Oak Ridge Road, I know you guys are listening here. So I just wanted to go ahead and say, check out your boy on Facebook. Um, uh, with myself and my partner, I have the Oak Ridge Road t-shirts. Um, it's for a charity. Um, we're definitely taking proceeds from this money um, to not only fundraise um, a family from, my, um, from the blocks, um, Thanksgiving dinners, a family that's well needed. We'll be making other charitable donations um, at the beginning of the year. This is I'm not in the t-shirt business, so I definitely want uh, people to contribute from the community. The next set of shirts will be coming out. Will be Pine Hills Road, Raise Me by popular demand. So everyone from Pine Hills, please shout out to your boy. Uh, we're just definitely trying to we're definitely trying to make a change and. Um, bring the communities back to each other. We don't always have to wait for handouts. We can do it ourselves. So um, please reach out to me whenever you can if you guys want to know about these shirts. And uh, they're they, they pretty stylish. They flashy. So hey, you might like them. So holla at your boy. They all right. They all right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me stop, man. Real so, quick, man. I do got a little nerdy moment. Go ahead. A nerdy moment. There's only been four 
black governors, right, in the history of America. Um, for uh, Louisiana, Virginia, Massachusetts, and New York. And of course, there's been others for different ethnic groups, but um, it would be nice to see history made. So there will be the, what, the fourth and the, the fifth and the sixth if Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams gets it, right? Uh, I believe Stacey uh, Embers will be the first female as Yeah, well, Stacey will be the first female um, governor for the state of <laughs> Georgia. Yep, man. So, uh, yeah, let's run these uh, social media outlets out right quick, man. Uh, Teddy, as always, man, we definitely appreciate you being here, man. So, uh, yeah, man, go ahead and run yes, your social media. I know you're off of it right now. but Yeah, I'm off of the social media right now, but you can find me on <laughs> Facebook at my name, Teddy Woolley Gabriel. Um, I'm just strictly pu- pushing my shirts and trying to get this money back to my block. So, let's do it. Yes, sir. Drizzy Moe, holla at the folk. It's your boy, Dre, a.k.a. Drizzy, Dre, a.k.a. I voted early. Holla at your boy, just underscore Dre, underscore LRB. Talk to him. Yeah, man, and this is your boy Watts. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter if you can find it at Watts number four. That's W-A-T-T-S number four. But you can always hit up the Locker Room Banner podcast crew at the Instagram and Twitter, excuse me, on Instagram and Twitter at LR Banner 407. That is L-R Banter, excuse me, L-R-B-A-N-T-E-R 407 on Instagram and Twitter. And the Locker Room Banner Podcast show on Facebook from the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew and my dog, Teddy. Y'all get y'all ass out there and vote. We out. You.